Paul's first word was tree. Seriously, tree. I've never heard anything so strange from a newborn. And for the past four years, his infatuation with trees has only grown. Maples, oaks, pines, palms with a particular affinity for Christmas trees, my nephew can't get enough of them. So when this five-year-old and his family made their way to the Adirondacks with me this past week, we decided to treat him by going and finding the tallest tree in New York State. Maybe you know about it. It's a white pine not far from Paul Smith's college. You have to go down this old logging road, through a clearing, down a double track, then a thousand feet of bushwhacking through the, through the woods, past all of the most glorious berry bushes you ever did see. And though he was really excited about it, he's five and he has short legs, so I can go faster than him most of the time. And got to the tree first, or at least before he did, because I wanted to see his reaction. We had built this up quite a lot. And there it was, like this huge trunk of a tree with this rough bark and an ID tag above eye level, number 103 is the tallest. But the strange thing was, it was in a grove of other white pines, with one ominously leaning up against it, and you couldn't see the top. So finally, Paul gets there, and he stands in judgment, little hands on his little hips. It's a boring tree. And my whole family is dumbfounded. Like, wait, do you realize how hard we had to work to get you here? It's a boring tree. His shoulders slumped, and he walked away from it in another direction, through the woods. Just wanted nothing to do with it. Cut it down. He didn't say that. But it was sort of what he felt like he was saying. As the rest of the family was figuring this was the place for the family picture of the vacation, and my sister-in-law had jerry-rigged a phone into another tree with her headband so that we could get it. More on the tree in a moment. The Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our parish feast day. When she who declares, as please God, we all do, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. We honor her, not because of her own merits, but because of what she allowed God to do through her. Being taken up at her last day, body and soul, into heaven. But we have the beautiful mural, but we have the beautiful statue. And it's why we have no tomb of Mary. Not here in Canton, not in Jerusalem or Ephesus, nowhere. We've got tombs of all the other apostles. No relics of Mary, body and soul in heaven. As pleased God, ours will be at the end of time with the, the resurrection of the body. Yes, our, our souls will please God, enter heaven after we breathe our last. But at the end of time, the resurrection of the body, because the bodies matter, they're corporeal. Jesus' body is there. So is heaven's, and ours are to be. We know that. We can appreciate the theology of it. But nevertheless, I propose that we can look at the assumption of Mary the way little Paul looked at the tallest tree of New York. Boring. And I'd propose for the very same reason. 
because we can't see the top. And if that's the case, then I'd like to propose for our spiritual lives three things that I learned from my family and little Paul as a result of that hike to the tree. First of all, that we come together as a family. Eventually, with a little bit of coaxing, we did get him to turn around and come back. So we we did get the picture, and it was the picture of the trip. All 11 of us easily fitting at the base of the tree, like the 11 apostles, if you will, with Mary after the resurrection. We'll look back at that picture for years to come, to be sure. But it struck me how sad it would have been if Paul had stayed away. Coming together is a part of the experience. And he realized it in part, yes, because my brother's cool dog was there, and in part because, well, we would have been really upset with him if he didn't. But when we came together, when we come together, there is joy. And that's why it strikes me as so sad that so many Catholics, even before the pandemic, regularly stay away from Mass. As that is the iconic moment of our family vacation in front of the tree, this is our iconic moment as a people of faith. This is what we do. This is who we are as we come together in worship. We come together. But secondly, we gain perspective. Mid-pout, as we're calling out to him, and as Paul is walking through the woods down a different trail from which we came, eventually he turned around and he gained perspective. Yes, the tree was boring, he had declared, but from that new vantage point, much to his surprise, he could see more of it. And all of a sudden it didn't look so bad to him. In fact, it's a giant evergreen and it impressed him. And it struck me that that's the case with us as well sometimes. Sometimes walking away from what we think we know helps us gain perspective on what really matters. In fact, how many converts, the studies are interesting, how many converts or, or reverts, those who were raised Catholic, leave and come back, have a great devotion to our Blessed Mother. In fact, I can speak firsthand of it. When, when I was the farthest from the faith in my life, as I think I've told you before, it was, it was Mary that got me back. Sometimes through some unusual circumstances, like, like myself, it was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack's creepy voice normally used for bank robbers and murderers. He talked about Mary. My sister honored that with a, the birthday gift of the summer, a t-shirt, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, and that was the Robert Stack, the Unsolved Mystery. It was all about the unveiling of this beautiful tilma. My sister got me a shirt with Our Lady of Guadalupe on it, and, because she's a goof, the line from that monkey song, then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. Sometimes we need those moments in our lives where we step back and say, this is different than I expected, a different perspective. Sometimes, to be honest, I realize the theology is too much or the morality feels too arduous. Sometimes going to confession can just seem too tough or 
even mass can feel like too heavy, a burden for some. But there's always mom. There's something about mom, about our blessed mother, lifting us up to gain perspective. And then finally, isn't it true that we gain appreciation when we share what we know? Every teacher knows that. If you, if you really want to learn something, they say, if you really want to learn something, teach it. Well, don't you know that after Paul got back to the cabin and our cousins converged on it, that little sinker had to tell them all about this great tree, as if he was the one who led the expedition and even, even planted the tree and nurtured it for the centuries that it has existed He gained appreciation by sharing the story. And that's what we do. It's a big part of the reason why right after Mass we'll begin a procession. Just around the grounds of the church, like the Ark of the Covenant that we hear from the book of Revelation, being carried in procession, that sign of great strength and the sign of God's presence, we bring what we know and what we love out. We share it and appreciate it all the more. We might not understand how the assumption happened, but we know that it did and that it gives us hope for something more. For where she has gone, we hope to follow, not just to a higher elevation like the top of a tree, but to a higher reality with all the beauty and the truth and the goodness of this life, but raised up in the eternal embrace of our loving Father.